0: Now, back to your tech report.
1: We're back on your tech report. Very excited to always welcome my next guest. He is the founder and CEO of OWC Otherworld Computing. Uh, Larry O'Connor, thank you so much for being here. Uh, we had the pleasure of meeting for the first time in person at NAB. Um, God, is it still this year? It was this year. Um, yeah. <laughs> so much exciting stuff going on at the OWC booth um, with the acquisition of Jellyfish. Um, You guys are becoming like the absolute leader, in my opinion, when it comes to storage, especially for creative types. And I'm guessing that that's, was this by design? Is this something that's kind of evolved? This probably wasn't the plan from the start, right?
0: It's certainly something that's just evolved along the way. And it's directly the result of customer feedback. I mean, it's, it's from day one. I mean, we, been a part of I mean content creation with different whether upgrades and solutions that enhance the yeah. workflows, make things go faster, give you places to store. But you know, even going all the way back to uh, you know, the very beginning, we got the FireWire solutions. It was because customers were complaining about you know, the solutions that we were selling from other brands, and it wasn't that they you know that they were breaking or that they were it was a quality issue. It was one week they get a drive and it'd be great. They buy the same model a couple of weeks ago. This is for major brands that, you know, yeah. one of which at least is still around today. And it came down to, we look, I said, wow, these guys, I mean, they're calling it the same, it's the same capacity, but you know, one week it'll have a 7,200 RPM drive in it. The next is 5,400. Oh, there's an Oxford chipset, And then there's a Infineon chipset. They're not, I mean, it was flavor of the week of what was actually inside. And we came out and said, this is creating problems for our customers, which become our problems and you know we introduce our first firewire solutions and something that we kind of set a course with then and we continue to this day is we're going to list what's inside our boxes you know the drives the chipsets and put real performance specs out not just put the interface uh, number out there because the interface speed means nothing if what's inside isn't going to you know support your workflow
1: you know there are a lot of companies when you go up to a trade show or just really in general you go up to a booth You'll never be able to sit and have a conversation with someone who's passionate and someone who founded the company and someone who's so still integral and and really hands on day to day. And I got to applaud you for that, Larry, because the passion that comes out of you is just um, it's so obvious, you know, and you talk about answering and listening to consumers that it's such a lost art. These days, and I think that if anybody looks at other companies that are out there, um, you're never going to get a hold of the, the CEO, of the founder of a company, let alone have a conversation with them or hear them explain every minutia of whatever product that might be coming out and really know about it from start to finish. And is this something that is is it just keep driving you? Is that what drives you? I'm curious what drives Larry O'Connor. You
0: know, we have a great team here. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I say we. I mean, we have always said we without a VC. But you know we love technology. You know, we love what technology can do for folks, and honestly, this stuff is—it's—it's it's common sense. You know, I'll have, you know, a customer actually, a great customer. It's actually a partner company as well that's in the audio space. And you know, they he asked us a question on one of our uh, just one of our display adapters? I mean, it's a product for the M1 and M2s. Mm-hmm. You know, the units that don't support two displays out of the box. And said, "Does this really work?" And I said. What do you mean? Well, we bought X, Y, Z and plug it in, and you know, half the time, you know, the other display doesn't light. And it's like, huh, that's really odd. And you know, I said, no, ours works. He sent a LinkedIn say, yeah, perfect, fantastic, plug and play and go. And I said, that's just how it's supposed to be. And it, you know, it's we're our own customers. I mean, a lot of these solutions, yeah. you know, we've got videographers, we have you know, folks that play music, record music, you know, who work for the company. I mean, this is this is what we live, breathe eat. and you know, we eat certainly uh, you know what what's good for us is good for our customer what's good for a customer is good for us i mean we just want to put the best product out there and that's certainly what gets me and i believe the majority of our team up every day yeah. it's you know work for a cause is actually this is a one of my team members you know kind of so as recently, and it's so true. Work for a cause, not for applause. And literally, we want to be the boring part. You, you're doing all the creative work. I mean, yeah. you've got the ideas. You're out there, you know, dealing with whatever the conditions are, the the people, the circumstances, et cetera. That capture, produce, create, edit, and, and bring something to life. Or just get through your day if you're at home. You know, just want to know your files are backed up safely. You yeah. know that the kids' photos are always going to, as to say, be accessible and and and, and okay. And we just need to be, we wanna be that technology that you plug in and it works for you. And we absolutely, I mean, we're always evolving. I mean, soft rate is something that's gonna go through a lot of evolution because it's it's one of those things is, you know, software has gotten kind of a lot more complicated over the last few years. Yeah. Things have gotten just, I mean, it's crazy, uh, with security and other changes and just the amount of work it's, that goes into that, that it's really behind the scenes. You know, I think the one thing that, we also always have to remember to do is communicate and communicate and communicate. And again, it's, it's always an evolution. We appreciate, you know, we will never claim to be perfect, but we appreciate people's patience as we strive for perfection. And absolutely we're in, you know, not just in intention, but in uh, actions. I mean, we absolutely are, are there for our customers. And like I said before, we love what we do.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, what the um you know, you mentioned something about reliability and just in that that story about that doc, you know, people want to be able to buy something and know they open the box and it just works. And unfortunately, I think that there are so many situations where that doesn't happen anymore. And that is almost becoming the norm. And as you said, that just doesn't make sense. You're putting out a product you want to make sure when that product arrives like it's working from from start to finish why would you why would you want to think otherwise and this is something that you spoke very passionate about um at nab about the atlas memory cards and uh, you know i remember watching you talking to somebody else i wasn't even asking about it and you were talking about just the software and just everything that goes along with these memory cards and making them reliable can can you reiterate that story and tell me about what you guys do differently when it comes to memory cards that makes them award
0: winning at this point? Sure. And I'll actually say it too. First off, whenever somebody brings me a third party pro you know, so issue with somebody else's product, my default is to troubleshoot it to say this, I mean, this is not that complicated. I mean, we why doesn't this work? Yeah. I don't wanna cause honestly I don't wanna ship, you know, what the cost, you know, want, want anybody to get another solution, another product that you know, doesn't solve the problem, but you know. Nine out of ten times, it's it's not an issue on their end or use it. It's just something wrong with the product. It, it's disappointing. I mean, that being said, the biggest disappointment is about our product first, then you wouldn't have had that. But <laughs> you know, when it comes to the memory cards, you know, the majority out there, and even some of the big bigger guys, you know, they put a spec on their card and they look at different specs for the cameras, this that. They may do, you know, some some fact. Of course, they all do factory testing. I, I, I don't know anybody who doesn't do factory testing but they're not testing in the cameras. They're not actually making sure the real world performs, you know, with, with their product. And, you know, the first thing that, first of all, we've got over a decade, I mean, at this point, about 15 years experience, you know, working with NAND and effectively SSDs. And every memory card today is, is like a mini SSD. You know, yeah. there's a lot that goes into that. And I'll tell you, we've definitely, uh, you know, cut our teeth, you know, getting into the whole SSD space, you know, from its, really from the dawn of of this technology and this technology coming into mass use. So a lot of experience there which goes into memory cards, but more than just experience with building uh, uh, effectively a a storage unit of that type, it's also understanding that you got to test this in the cameras. You've got to make sure that in the real world with all the different modes, with all the different capabilities that these cameras have, that it actually works, you know, in the cameras. And you know, a couple of our new ambassadors have come aboard because they've got cars that are supposed to work and two two problems. I mean, this is recent. I mean, this is, I mean, again, I hear this stuff and it just it goes against the ground. it's just so against common sense. First thing was, you know, a car that supposedly should have worked didn't work at some 4K 120 mode. And I'll be honest with you, I am not a camera expert. By any means, I don't, I mean, that's, we, we've got folks, we, we bring these cameras in, we have these cameras on site, they're working with, I mean, every time we bring a card out, every time there's new firmware, they're putting these through, you know, you know major uh, you know, test. I think we have, even have some videos where they show, you know, the kind of testing, the kind of, uh, you know, real world, uh, how do I say, engagement that these cards get before we go and release. We do not release something without having tested it. I mean, we do not risk our customer's data on well, this point, their images, or I just say their video, I mean, things that they may not be able to, well, you can't recreate a moment period. I mean, you can yeah. do it again, but it's never gonna be the same. But where was I, where was I even going with this? You now getting back to, and uh, they say the uh, you know, the testing, the from a spec point, specs are part of the story, you know, interaction with the camera and its firmware is another piece. And we do that real world testing and a real world release to ensure that everything actually does work. And in this particular example of the ambassador, you know, it did work, Call the company up and talk to them and, you know, he's, he's at this point, you know, working with them. And they're like, well, we'll get back to you. And they never got back. They just kind of ignored really? it and kind of, kind of like, well, you know, maybe that just doesn't work in, in that camera. Our card, by the way, works perfectly in that camera because we <laughs> tested in it in that and camera. And that's the other cool thing, you know, these, and I, I almost think it's you know it's you know a, a big part of the organization has been you know, from day one is maximizing you know the use of all of our resources. You know they call that sustainability today, and you know, ultimately you know we look at all resources. I mean resources are finite. I mean what we some resources are finite. There's plenty that are infinite, but ultimately you know we have a budget that is finite. You know we use resources that you now can be recycled, but there's still energy that goes into using those resources, and we want things to last and you know, we want your technology to last, and we want the cars that we put out the last. And the other big thing that you know, we brought into these cards, all of our cards, is field firmware updates. So you're able to, if a, a new camera comes out, or the camera has, you already have, has some sort of firmware update that changes its interaction with a memory card where that memory card you know, in the past would need to be replaced because nobody really does this update stuff. Our cards allow you to update. You know the other thing that became really frustrating as we got into the space, and I'll be honest, I mean, even as you know, if, you know, I go back a year, I didn't fully understand this. We have people, we have, I mean, Farshid in particular, who's on our team, he has championed these memory cards and this memory card technology. I mean, he came out a lecture uh, you know, before uh, you know, a bit before coming to OWC and saw just how differently you know, things could do. And, In fairness to the past you know it really wasn't until the last few years that the recording rates got so high on you know typical cameras that you really started putting these cars to the paces but the result of that with the way cars are supported is that you end up with cards that that really aren't they're they're, they still have a a good lifespan but they need to be clean and there's not a an easy way and i say clean they get dirty their cash gets fragmented you know, there's no trim interface on cameras or via USB when you're reading and writing uh, to the cards. And there is not an efficient way to reset the cards, bring the cards back to full performance. And that was in addition to enabling the longevity through a field firmware update. And so you, you don't have a firmware situation that obsoleses the card. We also ensure that those cards are at their full peak performance for the full life, the full useful life of the card with our sanitize feature. Sanitize is you know, basically two or three seconds and it brings the card number one it, it securely eliminates all data on the card so when you do a sanitize nobody can if you're especially if it's a rental or you're sharing cards with you know different project managers you don't want media to be exchanged or, or accidentally ingested into the wrong place sanitize completely wipes the data off the card but more important for just having knowing that card going to absolutely give you full capture capability doesn't matter how old the card is a sanitize returns it to its original full factory performance and I know a lot of cars today get put up on the shelf because they start to get flaky in a camera, not because they're at the end of their life, but because they're just, they're literally, and I don't, I don't know that there's another technical term for it. I mean, they're fragmented, but you know, the, the term this typically is that the cars have gotten dirty, but it's easy yeah. to clean a car with, with these tools. So we're really about making sure that these cars last and not just last, I mean, make sure that you have the confidence, you can see their health, You can sanitize a card, you know, the firmware is up to date. And as a result of that, you have that peace of mind knowing when you put that card into the camera, it's not going to give you any issue on that shoot. It's not, you know, kind of a Russian roulette where one day all of a sudden you put it in and the middle of a shoot, it starts to give you trouble or you're doing time-lapse or doing rapid, you know, or high-speed photography and it's not giving you the frame rate that you need for whatever you were trying to capture, you know. These are things that again, and from this is customer feedback, and then it's it's really just market understanding. Yeah. You know, we don't want you to buy more of our cards. We want you to buy lots of our cards. We want to yeah, use our cards. Let me, <laughs> let me rephrase that. But we don't <laughs> we don't want you to replace your cards early. I mean, I think today a lot of cards again they get people feel like they've used them for X period of time or X number of shoots. They're starting to slow down, or you know, do some some flaky things. It must be time to replace the card. You know, we want to see you get the, uh, we certainly want you to buy cars from us for your different projects, but not because you know, you're retiring your car before it's time. Should a, should a card slow down? Today, the, the way cameras come into, it, it depends on the card. But ultimately, uh, at some point, uh, if you don't do a, uh, the equivalent of a sanitizer a card, yeah, they will slow down. You know, it's, It all depends upon the load you're putting on the card and how fast you're writing data. The higher, the faster you're, Putting data into a card, and the more often you're you're running data into a card at high speed, the the more that card has to work, and the quicker the card's cache will become fragmented, or you know the other term is you know the card will get dirty. Yeah. So it's not overnight by any means, typically, but no a load will especially with today's cameras and some of the data rates that you know go through them, and that's what is for, because you can then you know energize gives you you know the sanitized feature, but it'll show hey you know the card is healthy. You, you know, after you, I mean, really, after you do an ingest, you know, whether it's once a week, once a month, just sanitize. It doesn't take, you know, unlike trying to do a low level format, which takes hours and burns through write cycles, a sanitized takes a couple seconds, does a full factory uh, refresh, and doesn't waste any write cycles. So fast, efficient, easy. And every time you do it, again, whether the card's a day old or a year old or five years old for that matter, long as the card is healthy and is, is still in a good health status, it's as fast as it was the very first time you used it, and that's how it should be. But that's not, you know, what people experience today.
1: And correct me if I'm wrong, but they can use your sanitized tool on on non-OWC cards as well, right?
0: I wish they could, and you know, we are working on you know a couple of partnerships where we have no problem opening it up. But this is the other thing that I find kind of you know, just shocking. There's not the support in these various cars, typically the support of sanitize. Really? That command is not enabled. We had, I mean, this is at a software firmware level, the firmware, field firmware update and sanitize. And even uh, to some degree, uh, the ability to do a full health check on the card, our capabilities, you know, we have to, uh, we provide in, in firmware to enable and support. Even on the reader side, uh, you know, the standard on uh, you know, reader chipsets you know, these commands aren't supported. You now we were able to support our energized features on all of our OWC, but we haven't, we just began producing cards, you know, about a year and a half ago, maybe yeah. a year, Yeah, I think it's about a year and a half ago now. Maybe it's already two years, time flies. <laughs> it does. COVID created a time warp, but, <laughs> you know, our readers, which go back, you know, which we've had in our docs, of, Although we've had our, we've had readers in our docs going back to, to our first Thunderbolt two doc, but our Thunderbolt three and later docs, so about twenty seventeen and later, you know the readers in those docs uh, actually uh, are supported and uh, upgradable with uh, firmware we provide to support uh, the Energize software. So it it is an ecosystem, you know, to use everything. Our cards alone, you know, they absolutely stand exceptionally well on their own. I mean, they will stand up any card from a quality point of view, quality, longevity, performance. Point of view, you know, independently, but you bring the energized ecosystem together, where you can maintain those cards, keep them updated, you know, sanitize, and it's 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 you know, they're a world above.
1: Talk to me about the announcement that you just made a
0: couple of days ago on the twelfth of October. Sure, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty exciting to, to, to bring the speed of cards up. You know, now we're going to be now we're going from uh, Gen two and Gen three speed cards all the way up to Gen four. And while that doesn't mean a lot for today's cameras, it's future compatibility with the cameras that are coming out for all purposes tomorrow and next year, where you'll be able to take advantage of those uh, higher uh, write speeds. And in the meantime, uh, with any camera that's uh, taking advantage of our CF express products, you know, while the camera doesn't need that newly found speed, you're still getting get max performance uh, from these cards in those cameras. When you go to ingest off the cards, you now will get a higher download and ingest speed. So that's, it's pretty good stuff, to say the least. You know, the the, the cost is, is still extremely competitive, but in a, now you're you're getting a car that's not just great for today, but is future ready for tomorrow, and will save you time when you're down when you're downloading, uh, let's say, your captures to your computer as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We're in conversation with OWC's Larry O'Connor. Of course, you can check it out uh, MaxSales.com. OWC.com as well. We're going to take a quick break. It is your tech report. Mitchell Whitfield and Marco Flalo with you. When we come back, more with Larry O'Connor, the CEO and founder of OWC.
0: Your tech report will be right back. Now, back to your tech report.
1: Welcome back. If you're just joining us, we're in conversation with Larry O'Connor, the CEO and founder of OWC, Other World Computing, otherwise available at maxsales.com. We were talking about storage and, of course, the use of these new Atlas memory cards. Um, you, you know, I think the, the trend these days seems to be film in the highest quality that you possibly can, whether you're going to use it or not. You know, and, and I think that's a good mentality because it does future-proof what you're doing. But as you said, it brings up the needs for obviously faster write speeds and definitely faster ingest. Um, are we going to come to a point, do you think, where where the, the cards, I mean, right now, the cards are ahead, of obviously, the cameras, right? And then we're going to jump ship. We're going to have this leapfrog effect. Do you think they're ever going to be at a parity point or we're just going to constantly evolve both sides?
0: I think you're going to see both sides evolving, but typically the cameras... You know limit themselves or by design i mean they're looking at the technology available in the cards yeah and with these cars now effectively doubling uh, performance i mean you know on both right i mean the right you still have upper limits uh mainly there's still i mean flash today i mean you get the burst and then it drops actually the cards we're putting out are constant uh, performance at 1600 megs a second plus from end to end which is absolutely fantastic and faster yeah. than pretty much any application a camera requires the bigger savings uh, with these Gen four as we go forward is going to be on. It's certainly on the ingest where now literally in half the time it would take today, you'll be able to uh, to download a card. I mean, you'll be pulling that off these cards at close to four thousand megs a second because read is never uh, never throttled.
1: I mean, at this point, they're they're almost. I mean, they're equivalent to some of the uh, most of the the SSDs on the market. I mean, this is you're not going to need hard drives anymore. You're just going to carry you know CF Express cards.
0: They're a little more expensive than SSDs because, I mean, you're, they're a pretty compact package, yeah, but they yeah. are literally SSDs. For, I mean, they use the, I mean, for operator purposes, it's it's a variance. It's a little bit different in terms of the firmware configuration, but this is the same controller, you know, that's in an in in M.2 SSD that's going into that compact flash. Crazy. I remember the first digital
1: camera I ever bought was a Nikon. D100, it had a, 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 a compact flash card that still had moving parts in it. You know, it still had moving parts in it. I think it was 16 gigs, maybe, maybe less, maybe even four gigs or eight gigs at the time. I still have that camera somewhere. I don't have the card anymore, so I couldn't even use it. But mm-hmm. the the it's insane how far we've come. It really is insane how far we've come. And this is just scratching the surface, I feel. You know, especially when you look at all the products that you guys put out, and the the vast array of the consumers that you're trying to hit. I mean, where do you see this in four or five years from now? I know nope. it's hard to even you know even even think about it, but
0: you know, we're here for that whole uh, capture to completion ecosystem, and you know, four or five years from now. You know, I don't think we're ever, I mean, unless cameras stop, I mean, everybody wants to go higher resolution. High res, I mean, the higher yeah. resolution you can capture and ingest, I mean, the more you can, the more flexibility you have with you know, what you use that output for I me, mean, it's, it's pretty insane. I mean, what you can do, I mean, you're, you're never, if you're capturing at 8K, you're, you're, you're that's great for producing at 4K, you know, to capture at 12K, I mean, suddenly 8K becomes you know, really easy to make look fantastic. And there's not a lot of good 8K content yeah. out there. So honestly, I mean, as we go four or five years, I mean, eventually, you see if you go wireless, I mean, we're certainly doing, you know, we're seeing a lot more. We support it with our electrons and our FX drives going direct yeah. camera to, to an external drive. I don't know the cards ever get replaced just on the simple basis that, you know, there's field situation where it just doesn't make sense. Wireless is something that, that I personally, I mean, I see wireless can kind of like the cloud it's nice it's a it's a it's a nice
1: nice feature it's a nice feature to to speed up post-production but at the end of the day you still need those source files and camera to cloud is only going to get you so far and save you so much time you still need those files off that card um or you need a lot of bandwidth to get those files up to the cloud right you
0: want something that's foolproof and foolproof is how do i say physical media that's operating at the speeds that you need that isn't gonna fail because there's an interference or there's some other, uh, you know, some, something else uh, that I say that that's environmental that, well, simply wouldn't affect a, a closed system that's secure. Yeah, it's insane. Um,
1: Larry, I mean, yeah, uh, we could talk for hours, we always could. I gotta ask you one <laughs> question before I let you go, which is, um, you know, kind of big picture, you've been doing this for a, for a long time, let's not date each other here. Um, Apple constantly putting out these new processors, and now we see ARM um, trying to catch up. Are you still blown away when when you see some of this, these these benchmarks that these M2s, M3s? And I only say that because I'm sitting here using like an M2 Studio Max, and when and I got it to replace a Mac Pro that I spent twenty seven thousand dollars on, and it completely <laughs> obliterates. Completely, it's not even it's not even funny. It's embarrassing, you know. Right, right, um, and and I just I, I chuckle every time I look at it. Going, this is so, so fun to be a consumer because you get to benefit from all this all this healthy competition. Do you feel the same way being in the in the business?
0: I do. I mean, the Apple Silicon is revolutionary; it's changed the game, and it's kind of funny. I talked to you know, some folks uh, at our church, honestly, uh, just a couple of days because they're wondering, hey, you know, the M three is about to come out, or probably going to come out soon. Should we be just stick a generation behind? Like, so, The M1 is going to run the circles you need it to run for. I mean, there's none of them for your graphics, for your video guys, and they do a lot of videography. Yeah, okay. The the latest, you may stick to the the newer stuff, but for everything else, I mean, I don't know when an M1 M1 is is unbelievable compared to uh, just about any Intel processor before it. It's Apple has really leapfrogged. Uh, how to I say uh, in, in this particular space in a huge way? You look at the the iPhone Pro, the new fifteen Pro, yeah, no,
1: <laughs> recording ProRes video to. I mean, external devices. It's a, it's absolutely insane. Do you think do you think the competition can catch up?
0: Uh, do I think they can catch up? Absolutely. You know how soon they'll catch up? Yeah. That's questionable. I mean, Apple. I mean, nice, Apple is able to reinvent. I mean, literally reinvent the wheel and eliminate all flawss I mean they have a I mean it's they're not beholden to you know decades of you know legacy architecture like the competition you know has to uh, has had to deal with so we'll we'll see where the future goes but windows is certainly you know moved in a way towards arm Intel has the R&;D they've got the talent you know it's just a matter of the will you know Apple is singularly focused I mean they they really built this architecture up over a number of years through their iPhones and their iPad, and, and what they did when they brought that technology to the the Mac. I'm really ex- excited and thrilled for, because I'll be honest with you. You know, you go back a few years, the big worry was Apple, you know, really wasn't caring about the Mac anymore, and yeah, you know, they just wanted everybody to use iPads. You know, come you know a decade, uh, you know, after the the Mac Pro 2013 came out. Reality is, you know, they do. These are two separate, still two separate paths with a lot of good crossover and a lot of great interoperability. I mean, what you can do with your iPhone and your iPad and your Mac all together, and the Apple Silicon. would it's, you know, it's again the, the GPU stuff. I hope they open GPU stuff. I mean, there's a couple, you know, gaps here and there that, you know, if you're using X Y Z workflow or certain codecs, where an Intel machine is is still the choice. There's certain you know loads where. Know, more memory does help, and you know you, Apple's got some limitations there. But for the night, I'd say you know if you go back five years, I mean, okay, for ninety percent, Apple was was probably you know was great. I mean, it was a you know it was equal or or better than uh, you know Windows for most workflows. Today, you know, it's probably closer to ninety nine, you know, over ninety nine percent. Yeah, and that's uh, it's again, it's, it's super impressive, like you said. If you know yeah. you, you, you the benchmark it, Fit the benchmark, just turning it on and, and, and running the machine. It's nuts. It runs cool, yeah. no fans, it's super fast, yeah. and the battery. I mean, I've never gone on chips, I've never gone on chips with my Intel laptop, my Intel Mac laptop, I should clarify, and, and been able to, to, to not plug it in for a day or so. I mean, do hours of work you know, on a plane and then even yeah. in a destination and not have to even worry about plugging it in. It's It's just, it's nuts. It's definitely nuts. Well, Larry, thank, thanks so much for
1: always uh, entertaining us and, and, and joining us on the show. Congrats <laughs> on the recent announcements. And uh, we're going to catch up with you again, uh, I'm sure, before the new year. But uh, thanks so much for always uh, being a great guest.
0: Hey, a pleasure, Mark. Thanks for having me. Always, really, really appreciate it.
1: That is Larry O'Connor, the founder and CEO of OWC, Other World Computing. Always a pleasure to have him on the show. And, of course, talk about all the latest innovations coming out from them. If you want to check out more, check out maxsales.com. I've actually got that Thunderblade all set up and ready to go. 32 terabytes of SSD storage. I don't know what I'm going to do with that. I have no idea. Uh, thanks for listening this week. Thank you, of course, on behalf of our guest, Larry O'Connor, and my co host, Mitchell Whitfield. Thank you for being here each and every single week. Don't forget to like and subscribe on all our social media. It is at Your Tech Report. We'll catch you next week.